What's up, gangsters? If you're a model maker, you need stuff, right? Paint, tools, brushes, kits, books. It sometimes seems like the list is endless. My favorite place to buy stuff is Hobby World USA. Matt Bowl is the owner, and not only is he an all-around good guy, but he's a model maker, and he knows what kind of stuff we need. And for those of you who have already been Hobby World customers, you'll be happy to know that he's recently redesigned the site. He's made it a lot easier to search for all the stuff, find the stuff, and buy the stuff. So get yourself on over to hobbyworld-usa.com for all of your model-making stuff. What's up, gangsters? Welcome aboard another uh, mini-episode of the Sprue Cutters Union podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a, of a one-off uh, kind of a thing. We've got a special guest with us today, Mr. Matt Bowl, the owner and proprietor and operator, chief bottle washer, CEO, and marketing vice president of Hobby World USA. How are you, Matt? Good. Thanks for having me on. Hello. Good to see you, Matt. We are also joined by by my partners in crime, Mr. Chris Meddings, Mr. Tracy Hancock. And this is going to be, like I said, a little bit of a, of a special episode. We're doing this for a special reason. If you guys have been paying attention to the podcast at all, you know that uh, Hobby World USA is uh, kind of our title sponsor, has been from the very beginning. And we've wanted to have Matt on um, just because he's an awesome guy and we've wanted to interview him kind of to get his perspective as a retailer in the hobby space. But we have an even more special and urgent purpose today. Uh, this is kind of uh, kind of a rally the troops sort of uh, sort of a thing. And we'll get into why that's happening. But right now, let's just uh, let's just get into to getting to know Mr. Bowl. Matt, why don't you tell us, um, and this is kind of a standard question, but it's a good one. Tell us what brought you into the business. What made you decide to <laughs> to put all your chips on the table and become a retailer in the model making space? Well, like everybody else, I've been building models since I was a little kid. Um, you know, my dad was a modeler, so it just was another thing that we just connected with. Um, I had always, my childhood dream was going to a hobby store. Uh, of course, back then it was a brick and mortar store and it was having people come in and, you know, buy all the cool stuff and talk to them all day long. But in this day and age, uh, you don't really go brick and mortar anymore. You go e-commerce. So about, uh, what are we at talking now? Almost six years ago, uh, I had been doing some home renovations. Um, we were rebuilding houses and not really flipping them, but just, you know, when we were done with them, we'd find another one. And uh, I fell off a roof oh, about 30 feet, broke my hip, for my rotator cuff. Um, and so it was one of those things where I didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so I thought it would be a good time to investigate running a, an online hobby store. I'd done online sales on eBay and things like that with antiques and other things. But, you know... You need something that you can get 
easily. You know, in the antique market, you got to go to auctions and you might get something you might not. I, I wanted something that was, you know, you could just call up a distributor and get product day over and over and over again. So I took a little bit of money. I set up an account with one of the distributors on the East Coast and also with Ian Hamilton of uh, Ammo by MIG fame and got some MIG stuff in and that's what started it. And you know, a few products, putting the uh, you know the information out on Scale Modelers Critique Group and from there that's it right. just kept growing. Um, we, let's see, we started Scale Modelers Critique Group in the fall of 2015, if I recall, and and you were seemed like you were just kind of getting going yep. at the same time. And yeah, I I started in like December of 2014 and was slowly building up inventory through that that early 2015 part. And you guys happened to come along at the yeah, right time. Yeah, it really was kind of just a uh, you know uh, uh, just a great example of serendipity because. Uh, you know, you kind of you joined up, yep. and and we've kind of grown up together. I mean, you've you know you're you're an OG member of of SMCG, and um, you know you've watched <laughs> us grow and go through our growing pains and and all yep. of the shenanigans, and we've you know watched you grow as as well, and it's been great. I mean, you know, you've been you know um, right there uh, to always answer questions you know, to interact with our group members, which is really, honestly, I mean, I name somebody else in the, in the hobby space who does that at all. Um, I think it's, I, I know, I mean, I, I get, I, to me, it's just brilliant marketing, but I also know that you do it because you're just a genuine guy and a, and a, and a model maker like us. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is, is that by being a member of not only, scale model critique group and other forums, you know, you get to see what people use, what the new stuff out there is and what you should carry. And, you know, when people like uh, Christian from K colors has an announcement that new products are coming out, you know, you try to jump on those and get stuff like that as fast as you can. So it's, it's all about just learning what you all want to have in your arsenal for model making. I mean, to me, I, 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 if I were, if I were in the business, I would have somebody dedicated to spending time, uh, you know, online to do exactly that kind of stuff. Cause I don't see how you could really hope to be successful otherwise. But the other thing that you've, you've done a lot of yeah. with SMCG is you've sponsored, um, you know, we've, we've only had a few contests. <laughs> we, we learned the we learned the hard way how much work, uh, you know, an online model making competition is, and uh, you know, we think they were good because we put the work in, but they were also good because you stepped up as a sponsor for every one of those events and threw out some great prizes, uh, hundreds of dollars worth of prizes uh, to the winners. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just giving back to the community that has you know given to me, so it's never been a burden because. Everybody on S7, you know, they all support me. Well, they have, they have, and and uh, I think that every and they, you know, they part of the reason they do that is because, you know, I mean, everybody recognizes, um, everybody recognizes real. I mean, authenticity makes all the difference, and um, you know, we we really appreciate that. And then you know, when we started the Sprue Cutters Union thing, 
you were you were willing to jump on board with us, you know, while we were trying to grow this thing as well. So, you know, point being with all of this is that you know you have never hesitated to uh, to have our backs, and I, I could go on at length from my personal experience between you and me. I mean, you and I have kind of become buddies. Um, you have taken far better care of me personally than I had any right to expect. Um, and just always been there for me. And, and so here's the deal. Okay. So you have recently undergone a major website change, correct? Yes. About what, two ish months ago, I had a website crash and it was sort of the perfect storm between a host that wasn't keeping uh, up to date with, you know, PHP and some of the other stuff that the website uses. Um, I had found subsequently after the crash and I was trying to restore the data files. I found a lot of .ru oh, files no. in my, uh, yeah, in the data in different fields and stuff. So whether or not that had anything to do with it, no idea. But I didn't have that many Russian customers, but it seemed like according to the database, I had lots of Russian customers. Um, and it, so it was just, it, and it was also, I was never really happy with that host. They were supposed to be uh, one that, supported the software that I use, but almost immediately after I signed up with that host, oh, four-ish, five years ago, um, they dropped being a supporter of that software. So there was always some issues with it. So I felt at this time, it'd be a good time to go to a new host, which is one that does support the software, uh, gives you lots of options and all that kind of stuff. So not only did I have to rebuild the website on the new host, I had to sort of rebuild some of the data files because they were corrupted. And of course, now I have to re-upload, you know, 20,000 odd images uh, to get them all back to pointing to the right place. Uh, people's password files didn't, they don't really transfer when you move data just because they're supposed to be secure and not something that you can easily... So it's been it's been a couple months of just nitpicking, trying to get this thing back to where it should be. Uh, you know, new look, better software. Uh, just got to get pictures uploaded and and you know tweak some of the data files that have still caused me some yeah, issues. Yeah, the new look really is nice. Um, it's it's definitely it's definitely better than the one you had, um, and I, and I think it's going to be a better <laughs> yeah. customer experience. But let's let's be clear about something here. Um, you know, I was kind of joking up front when I said you were chief bottle washer and floor sweeper, but that's that's not an exaggeration because you are literally a one man band, right? So yes. you are yep. you're also the chief technology officer and you're doing all of this stuff by yourself. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I have some some computer experience. I was a computer programmer for a number of years. So it's not that it's difficult or foreign to me, but, you know, it just takes it takes time. And so when you're trying to order product, package things, do the marketing, fix the website, 
it, it's just an ongoing, you know, it can be 12 hour days every day for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so you have to find that time when you can take an hour, take a breath and try not to get people mad because you're not doing everything that they need. <laughs> yeah. Small business time. can be hard and you know, it's not an, it, 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 look, yep. I know sometimes, you know, like I occasionally somebody will be like, Hey, I'm trying to get in touch with Matt Bowl. Haven't heard from him. And I, and my response kind of is, okay, one, you know, let's keep in mind that he is a one man band and, and, and he gets a flood of emails and messages. Um, and two, if you can't get in touch with Matt Bowl, you just ain't trying hard enough because he's got his phone number on the website. He's got a Facebook presence. You can private message him there. He's got an email address there. Um, you know, but I know you had some problems with uh, like uh, dedicated denial of service attacks uh, where you weren't getting a lot of your emails. And, and hopefully with this new host, that stuff will go away. Yeah, so far the host has been working out, um, you know, the messages come in. Of course, the other thing is, you know, I usually do my responses to any messages late at night uh, just so I can get stuff to the post office and do the normal, you know, work stuff during the day. But there is a limited number of hours in a day. You know, it's 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night and I still have some emails to go through. Well, sometimes I have to wait until a day or two later. That's the other thing I ask when people say, why can't I get hold of so-and-so? I said, well, when did you last try? And if it was less than a couple of days ago, give the guy time to reply. But people, like we were saying earlier, they expect to reply within the hour. That's the problem. And I don't think they understand that so many business, hobby businesses are yeah. online businesses. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and people have gotten used to the Amazon method of, order and expect a, you know, a shipping notice and a delivery date within days. And, you know, it, it doesn't happen in any other industry. <laughs> it's only Amazon that works for, but, you know, people get used to it. And I can understand that. Of course, they have warehouses full of material. And right now the, the shipping woes around the world, some stuff we can't yeah, get. It's not an excuse when it's a fact. I mean, everybody's got supply chain challenges. But speaking of warehouse, you know, since we've got you on yep. video, we can see you sitting in your warehouse, stacks of stacks yeah. of inventory. But but that that warehouse is your basement at your actual house, correct? That's my basement. Yes. I, yep. And that doesn't include the dining room production facility and the <laughs> garage storage for other stuff. So yeah, this is yeah. It's a good-looking man cave, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I need a color of paint, uh, there's no shortage of options. That's that's now that's true for sure. I mean, I you know you are I I, I mean I don't know of anybody else uh, that that really has the variety of of paint brands that you do, but certainly your most popular, or at least one of your most popular, is MRP, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I really have to thank uh, Matt McDougall for doing the review on that all those years ago, because as soon as he did that review, I contacted them and, you know, we had the paints in house and, you know, within a couple months of that. And um, that paint line has just, you know, shown the world how good Absolutely. a paint line can and be. And it, you know, and they kind of grew with us in SMCG as well, because, you know, like I, I, I was not using it when Matt started using it, but I, I 
saw how impressed he was, and so I tried it, and you know, it's 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 kind of become the house brand at SMCG. Yep. And and, and you know, and part another example of a brand, you know, understanding that that staying in touch with your customers is the right thing to do because both Renee Molnar and Martin Schneider uh, are are members of SMCG and. Um, Renee, not so much because he's super busy and I don't think his English is great, but Martin is kind of their de facto marketing guy and he's in there all the time, you know? Yeah. He's the one that builds, that's that makes right. subscribers. That's, that's right. If, that if, everybody if likes. people don't so, have an MRP scriber yeah. hand built by Martin. Yeah, Tracy. I know. We're going to have to, I think me and Chris are going to have to get together for on a Christmas gift for you because they really, I mean, look, you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, I want them. I just haven't. I haven't ordered them yet. Tools are a very personal thing, and you know, everybody's got their favorites and their reasons for their favorites. But some tools just really are better, and I, those those scribers feel are, good in your are, head. Are, are, <laughs> oh, twelve-year-old mind is just running rampant I didn't, with that. I didn't, I, I didn't say. I did not say some tools are bigger. Uh, but anyway, you said they're very personal. That's true. No, that's true. Especially hand tools, right? Ah, there we go. <laughs> he likes uh, you know, speaking of of of, bra- of how you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. This is a standard part of the SCU experience. Yeah, no, understandable. <laughs> I listen to enough of them to know. Yeah, speaking of how you know, paying attention to how uh, mo- different modelers are sort of driving products, I see that you you stock the the VMS stuff that. Uh, Yes. Uncle Night Shift has kicked into high gear. Yep. And and I was carrying it before he started getting his, uh, you know, started saying how good it was. But he certainly drove demand a little bit as, you know, the, the 5,000 plus people that watch his videos uh, or his patrons. Um, just about every one of them ordered something from VMS within weeks of him saying how good it was. So, yeah, pretty much anything he has on a video. If you yeah. go and look for it, uh, you're yep. out of luck. Black Black CA VMS, you know the 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 way he mixes and matches all the paint brands that he uses. Um, he's one of the you know handful of of YouTubers that I will use as an example when somebody's looking for how to weather something or how to how to do something. It's like, well, watch him, watch him, and watch him. There's like three or four of them that are you're you're one of them too, Will. <laughs> well, thank you. Your your um, uh, chemistry of paint video is probably the one that I recommend the most to people who have still have difficulty trying to figure out how to use enamels, acrylics, lacquers, and all of the things in between. Well, thank you. I'm glad that video. If 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 it's the you know if it's the only one of the 300 plus on there that's done some good, then I'm happy with that because. There, you know, it's it's always a little shocking to me that there is so much confusion out there about paint chemistry, and I it, look, it's it's one of those things where knowledge is power. I mean, you know, you see you see guys with these disasters where their you know paint has just turned into a a, a shit show, and it's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, if somebody had helped you understand the basics of paint chemistry, this this wouldn't have happened. Um, it, it, so. You know, it's and let's be honest. If we if we took the time to to have a mule handy, and before we, you know, 
did X on our model, hit it on the mule, and then before we did the next layer, hit it on the mule. But nobody really does that. So some some of us some of us do. Come on. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> you know, most of the Mig and AK products I sell, they're designed because people don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Right, you want to grab a bottle of wash, and you want to know it's the same wash every time. A lot of the stuff is for the convenience of modelers who have an hour at best to maybe do something, and they don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. So, also that's the other thing people can get when they order from you. You know, is they can get advice on stuff like that as well. You're not Amazon. You're not someone just shifting product. You know, you're someone that's used it yourself and knows the stuff. And if they want to know how a paint behaves, they can just ask you. They can email you and they can say, look, I'm looking at this stuff. Is there anything I should be aware of or how should I use it? And that's something they can get. You know, this is the extras you get from a personal business. Yeah. You know, and, and again, that's why I watch the Night Shift videos and the Wills videos and all the other, you know, top-notch type people so that, I have an arsenal of knowledge to give people when they're looking for information in case I haven't used a product. And, you know, in some cases I haven't, but I can give them the opinion of the hive. Which is invaluable. That's one of those intangible things that you just don't get from, from, you know, most businesses. Uh, so speaking of paint, kind of going back to the MRP thing, I think this would be interesting for listeners. Um, can you kind of walk through the process of, you know, going from the moment that you order from MRP to the time it goes out your door, kind of just walk through everything you have to do to get from A to Z on that. Okay. So, you know, usually it starts with when I start to see gaps in the, on the rack. Now, I have one rack, but they're up to over 400 lacquer colors. Rack only goes up to about 300. So I've got boxes on a table. Hopefully, we'll get another rack someday when they start getting up into the, you know, 600 range, because right now they're about to drop the Japanese colors eventually. Um, but, you know, I, so I start to see openings on the rack. So I start to formulate a, an Excel sheet of what. I need to order. Um, a lot of times I, when I'm looking at the, the quantities that I have to order, it's also based on popularity of the colors. So, you know, number 38, 39, and 40 are popular U.S. Air Force colors. So those always get ordered in dozen, two dozen, three dozen, four dozen ranges. There's some weird... Ukrainian colors that aren't that popular. You know, if I'm low, I might just order half a dozen of those or something. So I start filling out the Excel spreadsheet, figure out what I need to order. Uh, once I get a total, now a lot of times this is going to be, you know, nearly a thousand bottles of paint. Um, once it's ready to order, I send it into Renee. He usually takes you know, anywhere from a week to two, depending on how busy he is, to type it all up on one of his invoices, send it back, make the payment, and then usually within eh, the last year, it's hard to, to use as an example, but previously the last year, you know, it would be within two to three weeks, I'd get eight or nine boxes of MRP delivered through DHL, 
or FedEx. I think it's DHL. And um, then I got to spend a day sorting it, putting it back on the shelves, and then it starts going out the door. You know, if I put in, if I put a little note on Facebook or on my Facebook page or on SMCG that I've got a shipment of paints, you know, I'll see a little uptick in ordering. Uh, but normally, even if I don't do that, that stuff is ordered just about every day by somebody. So there is always uh, it's always going out the door almost immediately. And it's just so I think I think a lot of people know this, but you are one of only two suppliers uh, in the United States that officially carries MRP, right? Yeah, there were there were two of us in the beginning. Uh, another little shop out of Georgia, I believe they were, but they didn't they didn't carry it for too long. Uh, then I was the uh, sole supporter of it uh, up until what maybe a year ago, I think, and then you know. That big guy on the hill started carrying <laughs> right. it. And, and Sprue Brothers is who we're talking about. And look, Sprue Brothers is a good company too, but but they are much bigger. They have a bunch more employees. Um, but but let's be let's yeah. be clear. You know, I know that sometimes you have gaps in your in your inventory with MRP. Um, and I think what you've just explained is a good illustration of why, because the stuff sells so fast, and even though you're ordering thousands yeah. of bottles every month. Uh, it takes Renee two to three weeks to process those orders, and uh, he I, is he a one man show as well? Is he is he? I always thought he was, but I know he built a new facility this last year. Um, so I mean, maybe he's got one or two family members Could or be. something. I, I really don't know the uh, uh, you know what make what he makes up for what employees. But he's a small business as well. He's limited on his production yeah. capacity. And like, don't they take the entire month of August off basically as a, as a something holiday? like that? Yeah. So, so, you know, the things that people see with inventory on MRP with you, Sprue Brothers has the same problem. They don't, as far as I know, they don't yeah. get special treatment. They have the same issue. Um, so it's just, you know, you just kind of have to be realistic about this, about this sort of thing. And, and a, one of the other things that happens too is, you know, like I say, some of these weird colors that aren't very popular, I may only have three, four, five, six of them on the shelf. And then all of a sudden somebody drops a kit mm -hmm. that is the best kit in the world. And now everybody wants to build it and everybody wants that color. It's going to take a little while to, to satisfy that instant demand that, you know, nobody knows about because unless you're, uh, uh, can predict what kits are coming out, you know, you know, that, that, uh, at our Japanese kit that, uh, Chris has, uh, all of a sudden Japanese colors are going to be in demand. And right now Gunzi and, you know, some Tamiya products are the only ones that are out there. If MRP would drop those Japanese colors, they will probably sell out instantaneously. Yeah, for sure. And something that I know that you're leaving out too is, um, I, I'm sure you would like to have some super modern system where you, you know, have a barcode scanner and you can just very quickly inventory things and they magically show up on your uh, database. But that's just not the reality, uh, for one thing, because those paints don't have a barcode on them. I don't, you know, MRP hasn't, has it progressed. And I don't know that anybody really has, has that sort of thing. Yeah, about three quarters of the product lines that I carry don't have right. barcodes so, because they're all smaller, 
you know, Def Models is not a huge company. I, I think they actually have a barcode, but a lot of our companies don't. So, so to do a barcode system would require making up the labels that you can put on the product and then use the barcode thing. And it's a possibility, but that's a whole nother project to get to that. Well, stage. the manufacturers have and, to have to start that process for it to even even matter yeah. for you. But the point being is you've got a thousand bottles of MRP sitting on your kitchen table and you have to take every single one out <laughs> and stick a label on it and put it on your shelf. And <laughs> that, you know, again, you're, you're operating by yourself and um, you yeah. know, in any case, anybody out there is like, well, why the fuck doesn't he just hire some people? Well, okay. You know, small business one one there's a point where, you know, that makes sense. But getting to that point, and Tracy, man, you could, I'm sure you could speak to this too, because you're a, you know, you're a small business owner, you've got employees, you know, that's that the decision to put some of your hard earned capital into additional resources is not a trivial decision. No, no, I mean, you have to make sure that what's going out the door doesn't drain the account so that it closes it. Exactly, exactly. Very, you know, that's, that's, it's just not an easy thing to do. So, uh, you know, and and people don't get that when they look at a slick website front end. Um, you know, they got a box that shows up on their porch. They, you know, they just. I mean, it's 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 even much more difficult now than back in the day when you went into a brick and mortar place and you kind of got a sense of what was going on. But when all you see is that website front end, you don't really know these things. You don't really know the human side of of running a small business, and that's part of why we wanted to do this because. Uh, you know, nothing's perfect. Um, and especially, you know, when you just are just a one arm wallpaper hanger 12 hours a day, uh, you know, that's it's you know, when you look at Squadron back in the day, had lots of people working for him. We've talked about the drawbacks of being uh, a one man small hobby business, but as far as the customers are concerned, there's a lot of benefits too. So, what do you think? A business like yours offers that they can't get from these uh, big faceless companies? Well, I think that right there, it's like, I'm not faceless. I can be, I can have, you know, people can have access to me. Uh, I do do, um, last couple of years it's been down, but, you know, about 10 local IPMS shows or armor uh, shows in the New England, New York, New Jersey, Maryland area. So people have become familiar with what I carry, wait for me to show up at a show and then buy the stuff they need. Um, you know, I'm sort of a mobile hobby store in those instances. Uh, and I think that's what's missing. A lot of people still want to be able to go into a brick and mortar store and buy stuff. Uh, second best thing is they can call me and talk to me like I'm a brick and mortar store, but then it's going to arrive postal. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a lot of nostalgia associated with brick and mortar hobby shops. We've, we've talked about oh, that for sure. before, but so when you're, when you're going to these uh, IPMS shows and armor shows and things like that, how do you decide what to pack up in the car and take? Um, is it, do people contact you beforehand and, and kind of say, you know, yeah, some do. But, you know, things like I can't bring the MRP. Uh, it's two giant racks, 500 colors, plus their figure colors, plus their other stuff. 
you know, a lot of paint lines I can't bring to shows. But, you know, I bring all the weathering stuff, the AK and the MIG. I bring the Yahoo panels or the Eddard masks, the, the stuff that people like to see to be able to buy. Uh, I bring some kits, you know, whatever's new and popular, I'll bring kits. I try to bring the VMS stuff. I bring the Abtaloing oils. I bring just totes of all the tools that I carry, all the Tamiya, all the trumpeter, all of the guns, all the, you know, just whatever fits in the truck. <laughs> you know, I usually rent at a, t at a show, I'll rent about 50 linear feet of table space. So it's usually six to eight tables, depending on how big the tables are. And just fill it up with stuff. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> at most shows I do, I'm usually one of the bigger uh, vendors. Or, you know, there's maybe one other guy that uh, comes from the uh, from Maryland, I think, that's got about as many tables or more. But, you know, it's trying to bring the supplies and the stuff that you need to build a kit with, whereas most shows you see a lot of guys just selling kits. Well, that's another thing you're doing there. You're supporting IPMS because these shows need vendors to come and to pay for their trade space and to have the stuff that people want to yeah. help the shows stay healthy and, and uh, you know, keep going. So... That's something else you're doing really to support the hobby is uh, is turning up, paying the money, and uh, you know serving people coming to the shows. I try. And with the lack of brick and mortar stores, I can I would be looking forward to going to, you know, a a, a booth that had tools and and paints and uh, glues and everything a lot more than I would be looking forward to finding a kit. Yeah, I mean a lot of people now buy kits on ebay or amazon and things like that but you know a lot of times they don't think about that they need a bottle of extra thin or that they need a wash or something until they see it in front of them and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah i could use that color i could use that glue i could use that hobby knife and that's why i like to bring all that stuff i i put all my stuff in little ikea totes and a lot of people now just recognize these little green ikea totes as the stuff where they can get all the tools and accessories they need well the other thing is you you order a kit on ebay or you know uh wherever you get your kit it, it arrives you open it up you smell the sprues you look through <laughs> Not everything, the mold release thing. and you put it away right before it right before you wash them <laughs> yeah the mold release <laughs> yeah scrub them down take them to take them to the local car wash rub your greasy hands all over them. <laughs> <laughs> eating eating chips and and playing with your new model <laughs> but uh, you know 99% of people are going to put that in the closet and go back to working on what they have on the bench. And what he is bringing to the table literally is things that you will need for what's on your bench, not what's in the closet that you might build later. So there's a lot more value to, in my opinion, to, to being able to walk up and, and, you know, ooh and ah over tools and, and brushes and paints and, and cement and stuff like that. So I, I think that's, you know, super smart. Yeah. That was one of the things I decided to do when I was doing shows is, you know, I could bring a ton, ton of plastic kits, but everybody there has got plastic kits. You know, there's a lot of the smaller IPMS shows that I do in the New England area. It's usually some guy cleaning out his closet, you know, and he's got five, 10, 15 year old kits that just aren't the ones that people want. You know, they want the new Tamiya kits. They want the new Ryefield kits. They want the new whatever it is. 
And so those are the kits I bring, but it, it's my mainstay is really having all of the accessories and tools and stuff that you need to build those kits with. And those take up a lot less room in the van. Uh, I fill up, I mean, <laughs> me and a buddy uh, rented a 26 foot box truck. And we both filled it up because then I could bring a few more paint racks. But yeah, it, it's uh, I can I can do it in a minivan or I can rent a, a bigger truck and just bring more stuff. And to Tracy's point, it's worth mentioning that kits are the one thing you don't really keep in stock that much because space. But how do you even predict, you know, what you should keep in inventory when it comes to kits? Yeah, I mean, I I do bring in like two or three or four or half a dozen of what's new and popular, you know? So, you know, any Tamiya 148th kit, even their 132nd ones, but their 148th airplanes, you know, they've all been great the last 10 releases. So, you know, I'll always have some of those. The other thing I do on the website though, is I can list a lot of plastic model kits on there. And then I'll have what's called an on-demand feature where I don't necessarily have to have it in stock, but if you want it, I can get it. it. And that way there I can offer, yeah, I can offer a a good price and it takes me two, three, four days to get it. Right. And I know every time I've needed a kit, I've just said, Hey man, can you get me the kit? And you've always been able to do that. So, you know, it's people shouldn't, people shouldn't worry that you don't stock most kits all the time because not only would that be silly, but it's just not necessary. Yeah. And with, you know, a basement that's full mostly of paints and supplies, not a lot of extra room for kits, you know, and that, and, you know, when you're competing with, you know, some guy on eBay that can sell it to me a kit because he lives in Japan or something and he's selling it uh, at almost pretty much my cost because I'm here in the States. You know, you can't really compete with a lot, some of these guys. So you have to try to compete with who you can compete with and, you know, keep in stock a few of the kits that everybody wants, you know, to me, a 148 stuff or even Airfix stuff, you know, people still like that stuff. So. <laughs> and Chris just had a seizure. <laughs> I'm British and that word fills me with dread. Um, the other place, so that, the eBay and Amazon, I don't think can compete with a store like yours is, I mean, I went, I wanted some AK snow stuff um, and they do various snow effects. And I went on eBay and I went on Amazon because you do a Google search and those are the first things that pop up. And yeah, I can get that stuff. Well, most of it, not even all of it sometimes, but it's going to come from three or four different suppliers. So in the end, I ended up, I didn't want to do that. I found a, a, a game store actually a wargaming store in wales that did all of it what i want is a one-stop shop and that's what you could do that ebay can't do you know you don't want to pay shipping on your extra thin and then other shipping on your uh, paint thinners and then more shipping on your paint brushes or whatever you want to be able to order it in one go pay one lot of shipping and look forward to getting that that box coming through the you know coming through yeah. the door in a few days time and that's something i don't think you know that amazon can compete with also amazon on the sundries the prices are never good anyway and they never got everything you want you know and that's something people can't get somewhere else it's something people should come to someone like you for i think yeah i mean that's that's what helped me figure out what i wanted to carry after i started this business 
was to get the thinners and to get the brushes and get all the stuff that I think somebody could order at one time. You know, when when um, Mr. Leveling Thinner was first arrived here in the States, you know, everybody wanted it. I was one of the few that one of the ones that helped get it into the country through the distributor. Uh, you know, everybody now wants more of the gun stuff because I think they they finally saw it. And that's you, you try to add as much variable stuff to your inventory so people can buy a hobby knife, some glue, some sandpaper all at once. I want to go back to something you mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, Squadron, uh, because that's a cool thing. You tell everybody what you've taken on with regards to that brand. <laughs> so they had a liquidation sale back in, I believe it was February, where they sold what was left because they had had a big sale um, when they went belly up. And so I ended up buying all of the true details, molds, masters, what they call second masters, not the original ones that somebody glued styrene together to make, but their, their first resin copy, which they call a second master. Um, I have then acquired the name, um, their, um, diorama, uh, bases. So I have a whole bunch of true detail stuff that with luck, I will start working on this winter and start getting back to market. Very cool. Very cool. I know that's a, a brand that's been around for probably decades, right? Oh, it goes back to the eighties. I think when they, when resin first started to be a, uh, something that you could add to your kit. Um, you know, they started with the common stuff, you know, new cockpits and new wheels for things. And they moved into having ordnance and, and, um, you know, accessories for airframes and even armor stuff. So they bounced around. There was never any one line of stuff. They kind of did a little bit of this, did a little bit of that. They did figures for a while. So, um, but yeah, I've got, I've got every catalog going back to day one. So I can kind of go back and see what they had when, see how old some of this stuff uh, is. And, you know, I'll, I'll, make the decision if it's even worth making some stuff because it might only be for a frog kit or something that doesn't even exist anymore. So, you know, it's, it, it'll be a fun project when I have time to do it. Did you get the masters for the VAC form canopies? No, I have like their sample packs that they had for them. And I know the company in Australia that made them for them. So it's, Something I might look into is seeing if they're still obtainable. Because if you needed a canopy in the past, Squadron always had it. Yeah. 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 And actually the same thing with all of their decal lines. Uh, I'm still uh, looking into seeing where the masters for the images are. I know they did end up going through Cartograph at one point. Um, so it would be interesting to see about getting their decal line back up and running. Very cool. All right. So kind of the thing that I mentioned right up front about this being a sort of rally the troops kind of a, an effort. And here's why, because I know you have, uh, when we talked uh, a week or so ago, you told me that you've seen a significant impact 
to your business over the last couple of months? I mean, you were doing really good. I think uh, COVID was almost yep. a COVID was almost a, a, a you know a good thing for you and for a lot of hobby businesses because yes. you know people were shut in and taking the time to uh, do more hobby and crafting type stuff. And then suddenly, you know, you kind of saw the bottom fall out and I was pretty shocked at, at how bad it was when you told me. And I, I think we agree that maybe the economy has had some impact, but here's, I think we share this suspicion as well, that because you changed host, that you kind of got fucked on the Google Analytics thing and that you're not coming up in search engines and, and things like that. And, and yep. I mean, you, you you feel like that's that's probably a major part of it, right? Yeah, um, you know, when used to type uh, Mr. Hobby Products or Master Club Metal Tracks, I would be, you know, up there at the top. I don't even show up in many cases. Yep. So uh, that's something that I don't know if there's something that I can do to get them, the robots, to come and look, or if it's just a timing thing, um, because I never did anything before and I showed up. So I assume that they send out robots everywhere and, and gather that information. But uh, uh, yeah, so I've got to look into that to get, because I, you know, one of the things is every day, 50% of the orders are coming from new customers and I'm not seeing any of that. So they're not finding me, so they're not ordering from and that's me. That's a key thing. And I, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know anything about that. But one thing I am pretty certain of is that you got to have traffic to build traffic. It's kind of a conundrum. Yep. Um, Tracy's got his finger up to make yep. a point. Um, the point I want to make is that there's probably somebody out there who's going to be listening to this who can help. And if you are somebody who can help, Please reach out to Matt, uh, and you know there, there's such an array of expertise uh, with people's work outside of what they do that we all have in common. The hobby. Um, if you are somebody who can help out with the Google Analytics and and SEO, um, getting things back in track. That's the term, right? We need an SE site optimization. We need an SEO expert. Yeah, which which every time I add a product to the website, it builds an SEO string, the, it's just how do I get that string so Google sees it. Well, here's right. So if you're listening and you can help, you should reach out to Matt as a Sprue Cutters Union listener. Absolutely. We've got, we've got oh. doctors and lawyers and engineers and plumbers and everybody. I'm no, I know we have somebody who, who understands this, this technology, but here's the other thing that I want to say. If you're an SCU if you're a union member, <laughs> if you're a union, if you're a union <laughs> member, if you're an SMCG guy, whatever, if you're hearing this, I want to make a personal request for you to, at a minimum, go to hobbyworld-usa.com. Just go over there, click on it, drive traffic. Even if you're not going to order, I mean, I think you should go order some stuff. You need to stock up on supplies. Now's the now. Yeah. I was going to straight up ask people just do it. There but, well, I mean, right Matt, now. you're running you're running a Black Friday week special right now. Today's November the twenty fourth, yes. um, and you're running specials. Uh, what's the what's the special deal? Is there a discount on everything? Uh, it's fifteen percent off everything except kits because I think I already offer a pretty good discount. Yeah, and there's on just no margin on kits anymore, and I'm losing money. So, um, but. 
15% off everything else. And it runs through, I did have it only running through, I think, Sunday, but I might now include Cyber Monday as well. Deal. Which would yeah, make sense. Sure. I just, I, I really feel like that, you know, you, like, you've, you've had our back from day one. And I just hope that our listeners will recognize that. And this is why I'm calling it a rally the troops effort because, again, even if it's just to go over there and click a link to drive that traffic, get the little robots to wake up and do their job, um, that's 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 a small way that you can help. Yeah, but even if you you know even if you just order a book or some sanding supplies, because you, um, I mean you 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 know you carry all of my favorite shit. You carry MRP. You carry Infini. My favorite abrasives. That stuff is phenomenal. Um, you carry. You're my favorite abrasive. <laughs> I'm. That's, that's because I'm. That's that's because I'm the super abrasive. The highest grit available. I think it's just your uniform grit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he also carries the the model cast and tracks, which I just yeah. bought. Uh, the ones for the Japanese tank I'm working on. Chris just bought the one for the Churchill. So. They've both gotten our seal of approval for their casting and, and buildability. And I will apologize right now. I didn't know you carried them, so I ordered them from some joker in Poland. And it took forever. You uh, probably ordered them from the guy that makes them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. Uh, but regardless, I would rather have given you my business. So now I know, and now if you're listening, you also know that that's a place where you can get Master Club tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was, again, one of the few that carried them. And when I take them to a show, people are astonished of how many I had. Uh, I think a couple other people have picked them up now, but, you know, they're a great product. I think people are finding them to be a little bit better than the competitor that's out there. And, uh, of course, now I don't think you can even Hold get the competitor yeah. except direct from them. Right. I noticed how you sidestepped pronouncing the competitor's name because <laughs> none of us know how to say it either. Well, I mean, I, I, I just. No, I don't understand why. Cruel. Yeah. Yes. Did you also notice that he's pronounced guns two two different ways? Thanks for keeping me happy on that one, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, didn't uh, didn't you? Uh, aren't you also starting to pick up the uh, Tamiya LP, their lacquer line? Oh, I've got everything that's available so nice, far. Nice, nice. They, they, so they were announced in November of 19, 2019 to be out very soon. We just started getting them this spring. Yeah, and that's that's we, so as, that's in the, we as in the United States. Like, you well, just couldn't get... Well, the, the community yeah. is... Yeah, the community has started to get them just this spring because that's how long it took for them to get produced, shipped into California, relabeled, which they relabeled with the quantity in the bottle, <laughs> strangely enough. Um, and then they're only doing like 15 colors at a time. So they're up now to about number 42, and then a big gap, and they have number 70, which is a metallic color. So they're slowly growing that line. But, yeah, whatever's available, I currently and have. Here's another thing uh, a lot of people don't realize because we always talk about MRP. As just being lacquer, but they have an acrylic line as well that they've started to develop uh, both for airbrushing and for hand brushing. And I've got some of their yes. some of the hand brushing stuff. And dude, I hate acrylics, and I think it's great stuff. Yep, they have about a hundred colors that are in what they call their figure painting mm -hmm. line, 
And then I think they're up to about 80 in their acrylic line. And the, the original, I believe the original intent of the acrylic line was to have a touch-up paint for the lacquer color. So if you had sprayed it in lacquer and then needed to just hit something real quick because their lacquer paints are not brushable, uh, they had the acrylic bottle that would match it. They have increased that to include some other colors that aren't available in their lacquer line yet. Um, so that was, I think their intent with those Good stuff. Is there any other product line, um, you know, that, that you are excited about or that you think that the listener, our listeners need to know about Tracy's got his finger up. He must be looking at, you're looking at the website right now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Um, he also carries life color yeah, paints, which that's, I know that's, are my yep, absolute favorite. favorite for painting flesh, painting uniforms, painting, uh, stowage. Yeah. And yeah. it was Uncle Night Shift that kind of drove me to carrying those. I had a few of the colors and then the, um, the what is it, the Dust and Rust set that he so much yeah. appreciates. Uh, I started ordering those by the dozen. And because of Uncle Night Shift, they, they sell out very quickly. Um, and people do like them. I mean, it's, uh, it's a decent acrylic paint line. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, Rinaldi was the one who first kind of tuned everybody onto the rust set for mufflers and things like that. David Parker has been an evangelist whenever it comes to their paints for any kind of figure work. Um, and if you pay attention to those guys, I mean, they, they do fantastic work. And if the, uh, if the product yields better results, then why not try it? You know, yep. and I, I love their paints for, for specific things. Um, they can't be beat for the things that they're great for. Very cool. All right. Well, look, we we've been going for right at an hour. This is like twice as long as I thought, but I think we've we you know it's been good because we've filled this. We've do I, I told you. Yeah, I know. We it's <laughs> that's the thing. We should just always half an hour not enough time to talk about anything. You know, you're right, and we should just make yeah. that our standard thing. We always know it's going to take twice as long as as we think it is, but it's been good, Matt. I you know I I appreciate you taking the time out of what I know is a, is a busy time um, and a stressful time for you right now to sit and chat with us. Um, I, I really hope that this helps. Um, I hope it helps our listeners get to know you better, um, understand the business a little bit better, and uh, hopefully to get over there and drive some traffic and, and kind of reverse this, this thing that's happened to you. Um, with all that, is there, you know, do you, Tracy, Chris, you guys got any other questions? I mean, Matt, do you have anything you'd like to close out with? I just, I really appreciate you guys having me on, uh, giving me the chance to be a sponsor for, uh, the union and, uh, yeah, look forward to bigger and better days. Awesome. Absolutely. I just like to remind people the the call to action uh, please do go to hobbyworld-usa.com. Have a look at everything on there. If you can, if you need anything at all, please do order it from Matt. Also, please go to the Hobby World USA Facebook page. Share the posts so Matt gets uh, the information out to more people. And more people can benefit from that Black Friday uh, discount. And also, the, the web address is on there. Have a click on there as well. Maybe that will drive some extra you know google traffic and what have you to matt's website i think so it does do, do what you can and uh, and have a look at that and when and when this podcast comes out and we drop this on facebook feel free to please share it anywhere and everywhere spam the fuck out of it um 
you know, this is this is this is what this is what we do. We stand behind the people who stand behind us. All right, good stuff. Thank you again, guys. Thanks, Matt, and thanks everybody out there in listener land.